Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. My name is Moshe Kasher, and I'm working on a new radio voice. Mm, okay. Well, I'm Natasha, and uh, we're here to uh, give y'all a secret dump. Yeah, it's a secret dump. What do you think of my new radio voice? Mm, don't like it. You don't like it. Okay, fine. I'll abandon that. Um, okay, Tosh, uh, you know, we have a bunch of these uh, write-in advice, these little mini advices that people have been asking us, um, and I, th- I found one today that really tickled my fancy. Uh, you ready for this? Okay, let me Let's hear Let's see it. if we can help this person. This is from Soph underscore 19 underscore. Uh, she writes, how do I deal with my white boyfriend doing white people shit? Quote, I am Latina. Help. Got any thoughts? I do. Okay, you go first. Well, I mean, e- e- you don't deal with it. They're white. You made the decision, the questionable decision to date a white person and now you're going to have to deal with white people shit for the rest of your relationship. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I can't be like, hey, what do I what do I do? How do I deal with the fact that my, uh, you know, my cocker spaniel um, is shitting on the rug when you look up the breed traits of the cocker spaniel and it's like a nervous bladder and poo poo's on the rug sometimes. You got yourself a white spaniel and you're just going to have to deal with white people shit. You can't train a white person to not be white. No more than you can train anybody to be anything else. So this is your mistake. You decided to date in the white pool and you're going to have to deal with things like, you know, uh, cheeses that you are unfamiliar with being bought from the local cheese cheesemonger and things like that. That's what I think. I will say, though, uh, you can work on yourself. Yeah, you can work on yourself, but you can't... Un- like, she could tell him things that annoy her, and he could work on himself. Like, I'm really trying hard to not always ask to talk to a manager. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Natasha and I have a little signal when she's in public, and she starts delving towards the Karen side. It's I do not a, even that. I do a sign language, K, and I just I just wiggle it in the air. I just go, K, it's Karen alert. No, you know what, Mosh? It's not. It's just more like my energy mm-hmm. when now I'm when I'm in public because of the pandemic. I'm very stressed when right. I'm indoors. So I'm just like trying to like get through things. Totally. So like I'll ask someone a question so I can get out quicker. But you're also you know a ma a white mom in your 40s, and so your DNA is screaming to be a little bit more Kareny. And you just have to, you have to beat down that instinct. I know. I know. I'm trying to be chill. She called, we were, did we talk about this already? Hmm. We were recently, I overheard her on a phone uh, with the the local gym screaming about that they've changed. I was not screaming. We did not talk about this. I was not screaming. They stopped having all the kids wear masks. So all I did was call and ask if that was, if they were sure that was going to be the policy because their policy is if you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. But they have all these toddler classes with all these kids Mm -hmm. who are under five who aren't vaccinated because they can't be vaccinated. So I was just asking her if they were planning on keeping that or if they would consider having you know, just to protect all the young kids, have everyone still wear masks. I, yeah, it's indoors. Totally. It, yes. And I wasn't screaming at anyone. I was actually very nice. I was just asking questions. Right, right. In a, in a, in a pointed way, I would say. It wasn't a pointed to, way. To the receptionist who has no uh, um, 
influence well, that's on why you asked to talk to the manager you see, see everyone to why- sof 19 this is what you're dealing with okay <laughs> these are these are evolutionary ticks that are deep in embedded in in the instinctual um limbic brain of the white person i was just calling because i was worried about my unvaccinated child exactly going it, into a sweaty studio where it, they just stopped having everybody yes, wear masks this is what i'm talking about when you're in the brain it feels normal. But when you're listening to it from the outside, you go, mm, sounds a little Karen-y. So well, COVID made made every lady like me probably more so. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's really Co- hard. COVID made Karens of us all. This is so true. <laughs> so listen, to SOF19, if you don't want a white if you don't want a partner doing white people shit, you shouldn't have gotten a white partner. That's just, you know, you can help if they ever go off the rails into the zone where it becomes actually racially uncomfortable, sure. But if your if your boyfriend greets his dog by by you know giving it a little tongue kiss and kissing it on the snout, and you're like, "What the fuck is this?" Hey, you got the or- the dish you ordered, and what you ordered was a non spicy, nice little chicken cutlet. And you know what? White people are cool. <laughs> that's right. I said it. But Moshe, I wasn't yelling at them. I just I don't I see why you. that's wrong to just mm-hmm. call and ask if 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 that's what they've plan if no. that's what they plan on doing if they're aware that like you know it's the uh, there you go if you're aware <laughs> see that's the little there's nothing wrong well, there's because, nothing wrong with calling no. and saying hey I just want to put in my two cents I'm a mom here at the gym and I and I'm not I I would actually prefer there to be masks for the kids because they're no. unvaccinated but it was it's a little I don't know if you're aware that masks it was just no a, no here's what it is because I do think that five and under get ignored and I mm. think the you know whatever the advice is on COVID from the top has been very confusing so we all kind of have to self teach ourselves and I just wanted because they kept saying no it's totally fine as long as you're vaccinated and I'm like well are you aware that are you aware are that? you aware see, that you five and under aren't vaccinated can't be vaccinated so in order to protect them during the class maybe mm-hmm. everyone should just keep wearing masks just until they're vaccinated it's not that far i guess my and they're just going by la county guidelines i guess my point is you're not going to change the policy of a gym it's not like they've never considered this stuff you're not going to change you could though well everyone's trying to figure it out as they go along my my thing is i'll just take my kid out of a place i'm not comfortable that's what i'll do there you go and that's what i'm gonna do but i thought it deserved one phone call especially because i really love the place and i want to keep them in business you think I'm being Karen. Okay, fine. Well, listen, I get it. It's a balancing act between expressing your concerns in a way that's reasonable to you. Which and, I was. I was all, not being mean at all. Well, you were. I wasn't. You were a little bit debating the efficacy of masks. No. With a 19-year-old receptionist <laughs> at a gym. Because I was afraid to ask to talk to the manager. Mm-hmm. But I was just letting her know because here's another reason why I think it's important to make those kind of calls. Okay. Is I really did feel strongly that if everyone could just keep their masks on at this toddler program just for a little bit longer, it could maybe protect the kids since it's inside. Hold on, I'm not done yet. I haven't even said anything. And what if five other moms call in and right. say the same thing? Then maybe this, the, the, the people who are just trying to do what's right, they're just like trying to figure it out. I don't think they're that, you know, concerned about COVID. Um, 
you know, then they could be like, oh, actually, we've had this call from five different moms. Maybe everyone in the studio should keep their masks on just for the couple more months until five and under are vaccinated. That's all. Hey, I have an idea now that I'm thinking of it. And yes, um, I'll take my business elsewhere. But I was just trying to give one last call before I did that. Hey, I have an idea now that we're talking about it uh, and you're worried about asking for the manager as a white woman. <laughs> here's an idea. The phone really gives you a lot of freedom. You could call in. You could say all your concerns and you could say, actually, can I speak to a manager? I'm Latina. And then they'll never know. They'll just never know. And they'll be like, uh, Natasha Legero is your name? That's right. Yes. Uh, it's, a, it's a married name. I am a Latina. Please transfer me to a manager. Listen, it is hard being a, a woman. Who's, a white woman. Who Were you going to say that? No. Who has always gotten. What I want. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was able to pull myself up from, you know, not much of a life of circumstance by like my sheer will Mm -hmm. and like always doing what I didn't have the money to do or I didn't have the support to do. And I just kind of always went for it. So I, you know, and then doing stand up and just having whatever that energy is. So it's hard when you're like out in the world and you're like, okay, well this, you know, I'd like to get that changed. Maybe it would help the kids. (laughs) All right. Listen, Natasha, I don't think you're a Karen. I I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But sometimes we all, find ourselves delving into such behaviors um and that's just going to stay our little secret speaking of secrets speaking of secrets let's hear some yeah hi Moshe. hi natasha i have a secret uh so last weekend uh, an ex of mine from like 10 years ago slid into my dms out of the blue uh, i haven't had any contact with him he got married a few years ago and has kids and stuff and just thought that was I wasn't going to see him again. Uh, but when we dated, we had really good sex and a lot of it. And so when he, when I saw his message, uh, the first thing I thought was, okay, he's down to fuck. Um, and I'm super down to fuck. I live alone and I'm single and it's COVID. So I was like, okay, yeah, I for sure want to meet up with him and see what's up. Uh, so we went out for drinks and it turns out he's going through a divorce and we were vibing and we stayed out late. Um, we didn't hook up that night, but we did make out in the parking lot, and uh, so I knew a hookup was inevitable. Um, and a few nights later, he invited me over, um, but his kids were going to be there sleeping. Um, I was like, okay, whatever. I don't know how this works, but uh, I've never dated anyone with kids before, um, so I'm just going to default to what the parent says. Um, so I went over, um, and the girls were upstairs sleeping. And we went to his room to fuck, and it was amazing, just like how it was before, super fun, super hot. Um, and when we finished, I was laying on the bed, and he was up dealing with a condom. And all of a sudden, the door swings open, and I hear this adorable little voice asking for daddy. Uh, so I just flattened myself to the bed and tried not to be seen. And he went to, like, quickly block her path and like usher her away from the door. And as they're walking away, I just hear her little voice say, is that mommy? Um, so that was a first for me. I've never been barged in on by a child and I think it's actually new for him too. So now he's got to like figure out what he's going to say to his kids and tell them that like mommy's never coming home. Um, so yeah, that's my secret. I don't really feel weird about it. I think, you know, kids are going to get traumatized by whatever happens in their childhood. So they'll, they'll figure it out and work it out. And, uh, yeah, I'm not mommy, but, um, I'm going to fuck daddy as much as possible because it's great. 
So thank you. Love you guys. Mm. I mean, I will say it might be nice to have some sort of rule or something. Like I know a, a, a couple that was divorced that they had to be dating someone for six months before the kids could meet them. Well, he wasn't trying to introduce them. Right. Well, I know. Well, then maybe he should be a little more um, discreet or get a babysitter, get a babysitter and, mm. and fuck at her house. Maybe could be just because it might, unless they're going to be really serious with each other. But if you're worried about protecting the kids, but, I don't know. Maybe that's not even a concern. But, maybe have different women around them all the time. Oh, but don't you think? No, but not around them. They were sleeping. Don't you think if our kid was asleep, let's say I died in a plane crash, right? Mm-hmm. And your dream came true. And you <laughs> took a lover, right? And our child was asleep, was asleep and you were going to, uh, you wanted to get pounded by this new lover, right? Mm-hmm. Don't you think you would feel confident like having that person over because our kid's asleep? But then- I would have a, I would have a system. Like I would have one door that was definitely, I knew was locked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fair Just point. Just to make sure. I would... Uh- I would definitely not have it be like, oh yeah, maybe she could walk in. I also love the idea because she was talking. She kept talking about how hot it was and how dirty it was and stuff. <laughs> it's a very funny idea that this guy goes from like one second he's just like, you know, pounding this girl doggy style, like thumb in her butt, just going like, <laughs> you like that shit, you like that thick dick, yeah, you like that shit, and then like one second later he's like, oh honey, um, come right this way. He like has to transfer so hard from like sex guy into dad guy. It's funny we contain multitudes. We really do. All right, let's hear another one. Hey, Tosh. Hey, Moshe. Here's my deep, dark secret. In high school, I was dating a girl for a few years until she cheated on me with a close friend of mine. I was devastated and ended our relationship, but for years after that, I would think about them fucking while I masturbated because it really turned me off. Do you think there's an inherent link between jealousy and arousal, or am I just in denial that I'm a beta cuck slightly? <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Love the pod. I this is interesting. I like that. I think that's so human. And are you a beta cuck? I'm definitely not a beta cuck. No, I don't think I would ever get off on you fucking someone else. But you know what? Who knows? Because of the trauma and the and the hotness was clearly linked. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like the fact that he was so hurt also like like dribbled down into his dick. And he's like, okay, now I'll think about that. You know, but is that if that is turning you on as long as you as long as it's like 51 percent more light than dark mm-hmm. when you when you jizz? Yeah. I, or yeah. Cum? I mean, you don't really control what you think about when you masturbate, you know, do you but I, if it's making you depressed? It might be something you would need help for. But if it's making you, you know, hot, I mean, it's clearly like making you I think, you know what? This is so human, you know, like it, it's it's kind of how fetishes develop right when you're a little kid you see like you know you're at the shoe store and you see like a woman put her shoe into a stiletto all of a sudden you've got a foot fetish it this just happened to this person later you know this trauma something i think it's a, a you know i i say i say i'm all for it you know all right let's hear one more one more hi natasha hi Moshe. i love you both i'm a huge fan we love you too um i do have a secret so i used to be an elementary school teacher um, and one day my teaching assistant gave me a pot brownie to take home for the weekend. Um, I shoved it in my purse while my students were at lunch, um, and then I could smell it through my bag, and I got really nervous, so I decided to just eat it really quick and get rid of the evidence. So I ate it, picked my students up from lunch, and then about an hour later just felt so incredibly high um, and couldn't do anything about it or tell anybody about it. So I just had my students do some silent reading for the rest of the day. 
Um, I also had a meeting with a parent after school and just felt out of my mind. But I made it. The kids made it. Everybody was safe. Um, I'm not teaching anymore, so nobody needs to be concerned. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I've never told anybody that. And thanks for listening. Bye. I mean, why get she's paranoid there's a pot brownie so she eats it like if I was in a parent teacher conference and the girl was tripping I'd be pretty pissed you maybe you wouldn't know that you'd just be like what an unusual teacher what an unusual way to think I mean yeah I mean, why it'd not? be very hard to not do edibles if you're a teacher also if that's funny <laughs> you just need to I, it's very funny to think about the. I don't even think about the fact that teachers are the kind of people that get high too you know I just never would have thought that they always in my mind elementary school teachers are like paragons of virtue not that there's anything unvirtuous about getting high but certainly around children I just feel like how expensive is a pot brownie how about throw it away right how about get rid of the evidence by flushing it down the toilet instead of getting it high as fuck around a bunch of first graders well that's a problem with pop brownies at least at least what you have in your gummy f- is feels somewhat you know regulated oh you're saying because pop brownies it are kind of like anything. made by some hippie in a in a kitchen exactly right 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 that's why it always comes back to my entrepreneurial idea one dose brownies you know eat the brownie get high you know regulate that shit all right Moshe. well listen um you gotta go. I regulate. I regulate you too. Look, I regulate. <laughs> I regulate this podcast. Done. Uh, let's go to a Target and ask to speak to the manager just oh for my fun. God. All right. This has been Karen's R Us. <laughs> Natasha, I love you. I love you too.